Hello and welcome back. You are listening to the second episode of our series on healing called Healing 101. And in the first episode, just to give you a bit of a recap, we started off by uh, looking at our foundational beliefs. We have to determine what it is that we believe about this uh, topic of healing. And so the first belief that we looked at was what would be the source of sickness and then consequently what or who would be the source of healing. And so we've put that aside and today we will look at the second foundational belief that we need to kind of roll around, uh, look, look, from, look at it from different uh, perspectives and angles so that you can be confident to minister to the sick. So the second foundational belief that I'll be talking about today is can we know the will of God for healing? How can I know the will of God for healing? Or what is the will of God for healing? Now, I want to say at the outset, I want to say that we can know God's will for healing. In fact, um, the Bible makes it clear and it says that in Colossians 2 verse 9 and Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, it says that Jesus is the exact representation of the Father, which means that Jesus is God's will in the flesh. That anything Jesus did, anything he said, any any action he took would have been completely aligned with God's will because Jesus was God and he only Jesus is God and he only did what he saw the Father do and he only said what he heard the Father say. We know that because Scripture tells us that. So oftentimes I've heard I've heard Christians pray this way for the sick. Lord, if it is your will, would you heal such and such or so and so? Or would you do this or that? And that prayer, and this isn't a, a condemnation on anyone because I've prayed that prayer myself, but I, I realize that that prayer is, is a doubtful one. That prayer isn't a prayer that even contains a mustard seed of faith because what am I saying? I'm saying, Lord, I'm not sure if it really is your will to heal this person. So why are you really praying? It's, it's, it's as simple as that. If I'm not sure that this is what God wants to do, why would I even pray? So I want to say that I believe as believers, we can be certain that God actually wants us well. And the word of God proves that to us. Uh, as I said, Jesus expressed God's word and will perfectly. And remember, Jesus is the word of God. He came to do the will of God. And he was exactly acting in accordance to his father's will. To focus in on, on this, um, uh, Jesus' healing ministry or the ministry of healing throughout the rest of his ministry, we can see that Jesus healed all who came to him for healing. He actually never showed anyone away. He never said, well, you know, I don't believe this is my father's will for you today, so I'm not going to heal you. No, in fact, Jesus healed everyone and he was always willing. Now, when I say Jesus healed everyone, I'm not saying that every single person who walked the earth um, in, in history when Jesus was around was healed or everyone who came close to Jesus was miraculously healed if they wanted it or not. That's not what I'm saying. But everyone who came to him, every account that we read about in Scripture where someone came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, Lord, if you can, uh, Lord, would you do this? Um, he said, yes, I am willing. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. And he healed those who asked him for it. It was only in his own hometown where he could not do many miracles. Only a few, it actually says. And the text uh, that I'm referring to is in Matthew uh, 13, verse 58. And you can also read about it in Mark chapter 6, verse from verse 5. But why could he not do many miracles? 
that's the that's the crucial part of this uh, scripture is he couldn't do many miracles because of their unbelief because of their unbelief it's like saying my car's broken down i'm not going to take it to valdu because i don't believe that he can fix it because i'm not a mechanic so so just because uh, you don't believe me for it doesn't mean that i actually can't do it um, so, so if I was a mechanic and you didn't believe I could fix your car, then you, then you wouldn't bring it to me and I wouldn't fix it. I wouldn't have an opportunity to fix it. And it's the same with Jesus. Uh, people didn't believe him for it because of their unbelief. They didn't ask him for, for the healing. They didn't approach him for the healing. And so that's, that's important to remember from that scripture. It's not because he couldn't. It's because they wouldn't allow him. They didn't honor him for it. Um, um, there are scriptures that say, uh, talk about Jesus where they say, well, isn't that just Mary and Joseph's son, the son of a carpenter? Uh, what good can come from Nazareth? You know, those kinds of statements are made uh, of Jesus. And so people in their own, on their own account decide not to receive from Jesus. And we still see that today where people would show away the opportunity to be prayed for. That's not an uncommon thing to 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 uh, to see happen. So we cannot leave Jesus out of our thinking when we try to prove anything about healing. That's very very important. You can't uh, engage in any form of study on healing or uh, engage in conversations or debates about healing, but not include the person of Jesus into that because Jesus as new covenant Christians if you're listening to this and you are born again um, I have to remind you that you're a new covenant Christian in Hebrews it actually says that if the old covenant was was complete in itself there wouldn't have been use or, or reason for a new one and so the new covenant is what we live in and 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 sometimes we want to refer back to old covenant understanding and we leave uh, the 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 pivotal um, moment of the cross out of our thinking and the life of Jesus out of our thinking and we lose out on the life that we can have on the on the healing that we can see because we don't choose to believe as new covenant believers and so again I'm not saying we we cast away the old testament absolutely not and we'll talk about that in in a couple of episodes time because it's really important but for today's sake we, I'm reminding you of this point uh, that you are a new covenant Christian just as a kind of a side side note, I want to say that if, if it is God's will, you know, if we're talking about well, how can I know God's will? It, well, if it was his will for you to be sick, it would be a sin for you to go to a doctor or to a hospital to be healed, right? Um, and most of you, I suppose, all of you who are listening to this would have somewhere along the line used medication, gone to a doctor, ended up in hospital, some kind of... Um, medical or scientific resource to get you healed which wasn't sinful and so the bible doesn't say that doctors are evil luke was a physician he was a doctor one of, he wrote one of the gospels he was actually a doctor jesus is referred to as the great physician and scripture teaches us that the sick needs a doctor jesus himself says in matthew chapter 9 verse 12 he says I did, it, it's the sick who need the doctor not those who are well so just to to kind of get that out of your mind that using medication or getting healed apart from 
uh, a miraculous healing with the laying on of hands or supernatural healing. That, that's all God who does the healing because God's given doctors the ability. He's created doctors with brilliant minds to, to find solutions, um, to, to de- develop medication. So don't ever think that being healed medically is a second-rate healing. It's still God who, does, uh, who provides the, the resource for healing to be administered. Okay, with that said, so let's look at how Jesus actually, in some practical examples, how Jesus uh, um, displays God's will. How did he actually come to display the perfect will of God in healing? Well, the first example, and I love this example because it perplexed me for many years, is that of John chapter 9. You can go read it yourself. I'm not going to read every verse, but I'll refer back to it. And this is the story of the man who was born blind. And Jesus' disciples actually ask him, and, and I think there were some of the religious uh, followers, elite, who, who were asking him this question as well. They said, why did this man, why is this man born blind? Was it because of his own sin or because of the sin of his parents? Now, Jesus' uh, response is very, very interesting here. Because Jesus does not actually address the cause. He doesn't actually say, give them the answer to the why. He he kind of touches on it, but he doesn't give them a clear-cut answer to the why. He actually proposes a solution um, because he knows that God isn't glorified by a person being sick. God is glorified by a person being healed. God isn't glorified by this man's blindness. God is going to be glorified by this man's healing. And Jesus says it in, in, in no apparent terms. He said, it's, 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 for my, it's for my father's glory that this man would be healed. He doesn't say it's for God's glory that this man is blind. Um, and we often read that into that uh, scripture. So, so God didn't make the man blind to be, bring glory to God. He actually healed the man. Uh, Jesus healed the man to bring glory to God. Because let me let me walk you through it uh, logically again. If if it was God's will for this man to be blind, the, then Jesus would not have healed the man from his blindness. Uh, Jesus didn't believe it was God's will for this man to remain blind. In fact, he believed that he had to heal him for God's glory. So his focus was not on the disease. His focus was on the healing. His focus wasn't on what was wrong. His focus wasn't on answering the why question. His focus was on, I know what my my God, my Father's will is, and that is that this man would see. It doesn't matter why he was born blind. And I mean, I can give you explanations. I can kind of try and uh, explain it to you. And I don't think any of those would actually suffice. It's important to know that we are born into a sinful world. Uh, why are our children born with, with deformities? Why are children born with disabilities? I don't believe that's God making a mistake or God creating them that way. No, there's an enemy, remember from the first episode, who steals, who kills, and who destroys and who comes to, to, do, to bring destruction to our lives. And Jesus looks at it and he says, no, that's not how my father meant it to be, so I'm going to heal this man of blindness. My father didn't make this man blind. My father's going to make him see. That's a different way of seeing it. So you can either look at it and say, well, you know, I must, it must be God's will for me to be this way. Or you can say, I am this way, and I don't know why, but it's God's will for me to be set free. You see the difference there. That's the man born blind. You, you can look at it and say, well, he was born blind, so it must be God's will. Or you can say, he was born blind. I don't understand why. I don't necessarily know the answer to the why. But what I do know 
is that it's God's will for him to see, for him to be healed. Because that's what Jesus displays for us again. He looks at a blind man and he says, don't get caught up in the why question. Why is he born blind? It couldn't have been his sin because he couldn't have sinned in his mother's womb. And, it's, and he even says it wasn't his parents' sin. It wasn't because of either of that. But it's my father's will that he be healed. So it's not always possible for us to explain this why question. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to ask the why question. I ask the why question so often. And just as Jesus not it did not explain the why in this case. So, so my conclusion to these kinds of why mullings that I have in my mind often end with, well, if Jesus didn't feel it necessary to address this why, to unpack it, to dissect it, to give reason and logic to it, then why should I spend my time and my thinking and my emotions and my energy on trying to figure out the why when Jesus actually showed me, don't look at the why, look at what you do know. And what you do know is that your father would want to see have this man healed. So it's very important that I, at this stage as well, mention another example uh, from Matthew chapter 17. And that's uh, from verse 14 to 21. You can read about that. And this is a, the story about the demon-possessed boy where Jesus had sent out his disciples. He'd given them power and authority over demons and sickness and, and to, to baptize people and to do the kingdom work that he, he came to, to do on the earth. And so they went about and they saw many miracles and they get to this father whose boy keeps on getting these uh, fits where he falls in the fire and, and he's demon possessed. And the disciples cannot cast this demon out. And so Jesus shows up and he actually rebukes his disciples for not healing this, this boy um, because the, the 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 father says Jesus Lord your uh, your disciples couldn't heal my boy are you able and Jesus then rebukes them why does he rebuke his disciples because he expected them to heal the boy he actually knew he knows the authority and the power that they carry which they were uncertain of in that moment they were probably thrown by some and this is just me making an, an inference don't 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 take it as scripture but they might have seen the manifestation of this demonic um, act and f felt overwhelmed or scared or fearful or doubting a little bit. W but Jesus was uh, upset and he rebuked them because he knew they were actually able to cast this demon out. So Jesus doesn't show up and say, well, you know, um, father of the boy, I... I actually gave my disciples all authority. I've given them the power. I've, I've given them everything they need to do the work so that I do. If they couldn't do it, it's probably not God's will. It's, it, might, it must not be my father's will. No, that's not what Jesus said. He said, no, let me cast the demon out. And he healed the boy. And as I said, he rebuked his disciples, which again is a clear, clear cut example where Jesus displays the father's will when it seems like it might not be his will. For this boy to be healed in fact jesus says no i know my father's will and it's that this boy be delivered of this demon and and he um he heals the boy and then the disciples ask him but why couldn't we do it see there's the why question again why could we not do it and jesus says to them well this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting now here's another uh, quick warning for you just to say that we do not create a theology or a model or a method off of one scripture. 
which is a very dangerous thing to do. So just because Jesus says this kind of demon, whatever kind of demon it was, only comes out if you pray and fast. Now we think that every time we can't cast out a demon, I have to pray and fast more, and then I'll cast out more demons. Maybe, maybe not. The point here is that, that Jesus wasn't giving a method. He was speaking to into a, a, an, an area of lack in their lives that needed to be filled up. Uh, because he said, it was because of your unbelief. How long will I be with this unbelieving generation? That's what he said when he rebuked him. How long will I be with you, you unbelieving generation? And he says, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. What does prayer and fasting do? It gets rid of our unbelief. Why? Because if I'm in God's presence, if I'm fasting, if I'm abstaining from things and focusing on God's presence and filling myself with, with the word and getting in prayer and, and really just separating myself for, uh, for God, then of course all the doubts and the unbelief gets re uh, re replaced with truth, with the presence of God. And, and, and little by little unbelief flows out and as belief and, and faith flows into my, my being, into my, uh, my personhood. Um, and so it's important to, to not go, okay, well, I need to go pray and fasting to cast out demons. No, I need to get rid of unbelief in my life so that I'm not uh, intimidated by demonic manifestations or whatever else it may be. So just to, to kind of wrap it up, summarize again, it is, all, it is God's will. Jesus displays God's will. Uh, God's will is made manifest through the person of Jesus. And Jesus showed us that it was always his will to heal those who were sick. It was never a case of, well, they couldn't do it, so it must not be his will. No, he said, let me show you my father's will. And he healed all who came to him and asked him for it. He, he, God isn't still deciding whether he should heal you or not. He, he made that decision when he sent his son to the cross. Even actually before Jesus died on the cross, we saw Jesus doing these works that I just spoke about. Jesus demonstrating God's will perfectly in, in the kingdom works that he did. So in conclusion today, the belief that we need to get right is to know what God's will is in this in this specific topic or he ministry of healing. And you can know because you can look at the life of Jesus and you can find every answer in his life. Mm -hmm.